0: Hey, Jay, this is Mark Brown, IslandBreezeBargains.com. You know, I'm a police officer in Michigan, and uh, when I'm running around on patrol, I like to listen to your podcast, so I really appreciate what you do. It's kind of interesting sitting there scratching out a ticket to somebody and right, listening to your podcast. But uh, you know, I really appreciate the information that you put out there, and keep up the great work. Thanks.
1: Welcome to episode number 24 of the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing podcast. It's great to be back with you. I'm in front of my brand new birthday present, a Heil PR 40, a brand new microphone. I was totally busy completing our new book, the 10 golden rules of online marketing workbook. More on that in a minute. And we have a very special interview guest today. So let's get rolling with the show.
0: Welcome to the 10 golden rules of internet marketing podcast featuring the latest strategies and techniques to drive traffic to your website and convert that traffic into sales. Now here's the CEO of 10goldenrules.com, Jay Berkowitz.
1: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever and whenever this podcast finds you, thank you so much for joining us for episode number 24. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener and you like what you hear, please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Every time we put out a show, you'll get a, a, an update at iTunes or your favorite podcaster. As I mentioned off the top of the show, I completed the 10 Golden Rules of Online Marketing Workbook. We printed 125 advanced copies for eBay Live, the big trade show in Chicago. We sold 117 copies of the book in less than 24 hours. So we have eight left. And... Um, the book explains the 10 golden rules of internet marketing from the perspective of our first client, Annie's Costumes, and we tell Sherry's story of how they went from a small costume store that's now closed to becoming the world's largest independent costume distributor on the internet. So if, if someone was at eBay Live and you have a copy of the book, please give us a call. Let us know what you think. Our call-in line is available 24-7. The number is 206-888-6606. And you just call that number. It records your call the way Mark Brown, a Michigan policeman, did at the top of the show. And Mark, thanks for calling in. That's a great story. He listens to our podcast in the cruiser car. We've just added the 10 Golden Rules book to our website. You can find it at 10goldenrules.com forward slash order dash book. That's 10goldenrules.com forward slash order dash book. Feel free to check it out. And you can download a free excerpt from the book on that page. In addition to eBay Live, I was at the Specialized Information Publishers Association meeting in Washington and the Chamber of Commerce in Boca Raton. So if that's where we met up, thanks for dropping by the show. Let me cover some upcoming events. We'll get to some call-ins. I have about 10 call-ins backed up from the last couple weeks. I'll be in Eau Claire, Wisconsin for a private internet marketing training for for a company there, and that's this coming Thursday, July 17th. Now, this is a long shot, but if you're listening to the show this week and you're in Eau Claire, please ping me at 10 Golden Rules, and we'll meet up Wednesday night for a beverage. I'm really looking forward to Affiliate Summit in Boston. That's going to be August 10th, 11th, and 12th, and I'm developing a brand-new presentation. It's called The 10 Hottest Trends in Internet Marketing, and I could use your help. What do you think the hottest trends are right now? Here are some of the themes I'm working with. Customer service as the new marketing department. Microcommunications, things like Twitter and RSS feeds. Everybody's famous to 15 people. Like for me, the 15 of you who are listening to this right now. And how you can become famous to a small group of people on your blog, your video, and your audio. The new purchase cycle. Doing your research online, shopping offline, then shopping online and buying online, shared commonalities, things like small social networks and Ning, and social media public relations. So those are some of the things I'm working on. What's really hot in your world? What's really, really working well for you? What's converting? What's kicking butt with your internet marketing programs? Send me a line at j at 10goldenrules.com or use the call-in line 206-888-6606. Let us all know what's happening, what's working for you. That show is going to be um, August 11th to 12th. I'll also be at Blog World Expo in Las Vegas, September 20 and 21. If you're going to be there, please let me know. We'll set something up, a little networking event there. And Webmaster World is back in Vegas, November 11th to 14th. All event links for all of our 10 Golden Rules speaking stuff is on the homepage at 10goldenrules.com. We're very thankful for a sponsor of the podcast. Our our sponsor is GoToMeeting, and it is a product that comes from Citrix. And it it lets us hold conference calls and live interactive webinars with our clients. We do about three or four of these calls every day at 10 Golden Rules. The product's totally reliable, and it's been a huge asset to me. And I'm I'm really promoting this because I went out to these guys and I said, hey, I love your product. Um, It allows me to show everyone in the meeting my computer screen. And it saves me a ton of travel. I absolutely love it. It's called GoToMeeting. And if you want to give it a try, they're giving all of our podcast listeners a totally free 40-day, uh, 40 45-day trial. So go to GoToMeeting at gotomeeting.com. Click on the Try It Free button. And then use the promo code, code GOLDEN, G-O-L-D-E-N, obviously. And you'll get a free 45-day trial courtesy of our friends over at GoToMeeting. And one more thing, if you've used this product, if you've been on a GoToMeeting, please give me a call. Again, the the call in line, 206-888-6606. Let us know what you think and share your experience with GoToMeeting with everybody else. So let's get to some calls. First up, Brian Walton from sandals.com.
0: Hi, Jay, this is Brian Walton. I am the director of e-marketing for Sandals.com
2: and Beaches.com, and I love your podcast and keep up the good work. My question
0: has to do, and I haven't heard too much about this, impression-based conversions for those who go in and observe a banner but don't click on it, but later on, go ahead and actually convert. So my question
2: is in the industry, how accepted is this, particularly if you have a network who wants to be compensated based
1: on conversions? based on impression versus a click-based conversion.
0: Keep up the good work, and i talk to you soon, Jay. Thanks.
1: Well, thanks for the call, Brian. That's a great question. So first of all, for those of you new to the ad-serving game, let me give you a few descriptions. Ad impressions are basically banners presented or shown to someone on a website. You also get impressions from Google and the other pay-per-click ads shown on the right-hand side of a search result. Now, several large companies have evolved to serve ad banners, the big ones were all acquired over the last year and a half, two years. Google acquired DoubleClick, Microsoft acquired AQuantive, and Yahoo acquired Right Media. These companies provide the technology to show banners in select locations on websites. In most cases, they bill clients based on pre-approved cost per thousand impressions, or CPM, that's what they call it in the industry, cost per thousand, M being, I think, the Latin for meal, and they track the number of clicks, and in some cases, the number of conversions, A conversion is a lead or a sale generated on a website, some specific action that someone would take on the website that you would want them to take. Now, if you aren't a large advertiser, Google Analytics can definitely track impressions through to conversions. They can do it on search, and they can also do it for banner ads. It's critical to not only track impressions and clicks, but conversions, and that's why Brian's asking the question. Tracking clicks is kind of like tracking how many people come to your store and not tracking sales. So there's another large analytics company called Omniture, and Omniture recently published a blog post on this topic. It was called Measuring Visitor Engagement Take Four, Ad Impressions. And they confirmed that they can definitely track impressions through to conversions, and I'll have a link to that blog post in the show notes. Thanks for calling in, Brian. Next up, Lucas Koufadontis.
3: Hey Jay, my name is Lucas Cufidantes from New Jersey. I'm out here on the back of my deck. It's a beautiful evening out. You can probably hear some of my neighbors in the background, maybe some of the birds chirping. And I just want to say I'm a huge fan of your 10 Golden Rules podcast and I've been looking into internet marketing for the last year. I started going online and have been reading everything I can in internet marketing. I also have a one-hour commute to work and instead of listening to music, I started listening to all the internet marketing podcasts that I can find online. Yours is one of the ones I truly love. You always mention that how you want your listeners to interact and contribute to the show. Well, I would love to see an ongoing segment of you teaching an intern how to start a marketing website. With each episode, you can give the intern a specific task to complete. I would actually love to participate as your intern for the show. Jay, if you think this is a good idea for your show, please let me know and keep up the good work.
1: Well, Lucas, you're on. I think that's a great idea. Give me a ping over at 10goldenrules.com and we'll set something up we'll um we'll do an online coaching session, and uh, we'll record it, and we'll share it with everyone on the next podcast. Our next question is from Maureen Landa.
0: Hi, Jay. I have a question about Google searching. Um, We did follow your advice on registering our domain name using um, .com rather than some of the alternatives like .net or .biz. We used um, a dash in the name so that we could register the .com. But now when I do searches, Google is not finding the name of the company. It is savingface-software.com. We also registered a secondary url filmcontinuitysoftware.com and when we use those phrases on a google search it's not finding our website at least not in the first three pages can you tell me why google isn't finding us even with the exact words in the title in the search line thanks a lot bye
1: well thanks for calling marine and for those of you who've listened to a few shows, you'll you'll have heard this answer before. But first of all, don't get too frustrated. Google generally puts you in what's called a sandbox. And that means, it doesn't really mean anything relevant, but it just means that for two to three months, they're not going to show a brand new website. And they do this to prevent all the scammers and spammers out there from setting up a website and uh, sending people there and then, you know, taking it down very quickly. So you're not going to show up in the search results for about two to three months, but there's basically uh, over a hundred different things in the mathematical algorithm at Google and your website domain name is only one of those things that really matter so it's not among the most important what will definitely help customers get you to your website are two really critical things and that's the words on the page and the links to your site so first of all you need lots and lots of words you need 250 to a thousand words on every page write detailed product descriptions write articles Create press releases that sit on a page on your website. Add lots and lots of pages on a regular basis. We had Matt Cutts from Google on the show, and his tip is an apple a day keeps the doctor away, and adding a page a day keeps your website healthy in the eyes of the search engines. The second piece of the puzzle is to build links to your website. Now, these are links from other sites that link over to your website, and that's basically what tells Google and the other search engines that your website is important. So arrange for links from your suppliers and your business partners. Get listed in your local chamber of commerce. And don't give out your company name. Give out your website address as your company name. Get links from industry associations. And link to your domain from the other domains you own. Good luck, Marine, and thanks for calling in. Okay, next up, let's get right to the special guest. And I promised you a really, really special guest. And I'm happy to announce the special guest this week is me. Yeah, sorry to disappoint anyone who was expecting marketing ninja Christopher S. Penn. We had a little bit of trouble with the Chris Penn audio interview. And I promise we'll get that all straightened out and get that out in about the next 10 days. Now, I was interviewed prior to eBay Live by the amazing Janelle Elms. She's an internet marketing coach. She leads a team of the most amazing, energetic eBay sellers called the OSI Rockstars. I had the pleasure of meeting Janelle and and her team at eBay Live in Chicago. So let me run the interview. I cover a ton of topics and top strategies and tactics in internet marketing. I hope you enjoy it. Here's uh, Janelle Elms from uh, my interview.
4: Hi, everyone. This is Janelle with the Online Success Institute and OSIRockstars.com. Today, we have the Jay Berkowitz on the show with us. Jake, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Janelle.
4: You run a great website called 10 Golden Rules, which we're going to be talking about today. But more importantly, you're going to be heading next week to Chicago to visit us at eBay Live. Can you give us a little bit of the highlights of what you're doing at eBay Live?
2: I was fortunate enough to speak at an event called Rocket Place, and it was an eBay conference held in Orlando. I think they have one coming up again in Vegas coming up in the fall. And I guess I was well-received by that group, and they recommended me for eBay Live. So my presentation is going to be called Web 2.0, Discover the Top 10 Strategies to Market Yourself, Your eBay Store, and Your Company on the Internet and we're going to talk about some leading strategies to build your personal brand, build your store's brand. It's not really how to do well on eBay, because there's going to be a lot of other experts talking about that at the show. I'm going to talk about Internet marketing from a broader perspective, and how to use a lot of Web 2.0 sites and technologies, not specifically within the eBay walls.
4: Well, we're thrilled that you're coming, and I know a lot of people have you marked already on their schedule, uh, but for people who just recently decided to go to eBay Live, uh, you'll be speaking on Friday at 10.30 a.m. with the latest schedule I got. Hopefully, that matches up that's, with your schedule. That's what I
2: have, too. So. <laughs>
4: and exciting enough, there's a rumor that at 12.30, you're going to be signing your new book.
2: Yeah, I'm Excellent. looking forward to that. We've, we've had a draft of the book for a couple of years but we've finally got the 10 Golden Rules of Internet Marketing workbook. It's in sort of final edits and final touch-ups, but we'll be ready for next week. A lot of people see the presentation when I speak, and they're like, geez, you know, I I could use a little bit more information on how to do this stuff. This will give people a tool to really execute some of the things we talk about. You know, some basic things like search engine marketing and managing a Google campaign, and then some more advanced things like landing page creative and website design and stuff like that
4: sounds very exciting. So the eBay Live people will be the first to see this workbook? That's true. Wow, very exciting. And you'll be able to uh, sign up for them at 12.30 at the eBay bookstore. Well, we have heard rave reviews uh, from you, and uh, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest because you talk about exactly the things we need to take our business to the next level. Now, your background is in marketing, and you've worked with some of the big guys, McDonald's, Coca-Cola, Sprint, AT&T. How did you decide to go from that world into running your own business with 10 Golden Rules?
2: Well, if I go back just a little bit further, I was just excited by this new technology. Way back in 96, 97, and I started working. I moved my career from the traditional marketing world into online opportunities. And one of my first big jobs was managing a group of marketing folks and, and being responsible for the website and all our interactive marketing at Sprint and working with technology, very hands-on. In a lot of cases, we set clients up with their first email addresses and even set companies up with their first domain names, their first website, and Internet access because they really just wanted their salespeople to have email. They realized they needed a domain name and, and they needed a, a website, a basic company website. So 10 years ago, I was helping companies, or 11, 12 years ago, helping companies figure out their first Internet models. And then I moved to Florida. Six years ago, to work at a company called eDiets.com, and eDiets was a completely pure internet model, and all we sold was online. So what you bought was a shopping list, a meal plan, a diet plan, um, recipes, and it was all delivered digitally. So eDiets was one of the first pure internet models, and we built that business up quite successfully to about a forty or fifty million dollar business. And then I spoke at a conference, the Direct Marketing Association and gave the first 10 Golden Rules presentation and that was five years ago this summer and five or six people came up to me and said, that was really interesting, do you do any consulting? And so I said, sure, buy me lunch, I'm a consultant.
4: you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, it turned out that people were looking for actually what we were looking for at diets was help with all of these areas, help with media planning uh, in the Internet environment and banner design and landing pages and search engine marketing and email marketing, all the things that we'd built up a lot of expertise in. And my first employee was a search engine marketing expert. My second employee was one of our top people at eDiets in our our marketing group. And so we took what we'd learned the hard way through a lot of experimentation and, and trial and error and we translated it in a consulting manner to our clients.
4: Now, there's so many bells and whistles online now. What do you think has been the most amazing change in the Internet as far as marketing goes?
2: I think the most significant thing is the ability to do trackable marketing. And really, it's the application of the science and the strategy of direct marketing to Internet marketing. And In fact, one of my golden rules, the 10 golden rules, golden rule number two, is the Internet is not television. And what that rule means is that the Internet, from a marketing, from a strategic perspective, is not like TV, where TV is a one-way medium that plays a message, and it has, it has incredible power. TV can tell a story. It can be emotional. It has sound. It has picture. It has that ability to create emotion in a customer, where the Internet doesn't quite have that same ability, and we actually don't recommend playing a TV commercial on your website. That's actually a big mistake for consumer acceptance. But the Internet is much more like direct marketing, where it's measurable, so you can track how many people came to my website. Where exactly did they come from? Did they come from Google? Did they come from another referring website? What keyword phrase did they type into a search? And then what do they do on the website? Did they sign up for my free e-newsletter? Did they download a free demo of a product or a free white paper in a business-to-business environment? And that's incredibly measurable, to the penny, how much you spent on your different marketing vehicles and exactly how much revenue or how many leads you got per vehicle or per keyword. It's very, very precise in the measurability, and I think that's the most significant thing about Internet marketing today.
4: Wow, that's pretty impressive because on eBay we have reports where we can do that, and it's nice to know that on the Internet it's the same thing. We actually call it the spaghetti principle, stop throwing your auctions out to the world and hoping they stick to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> to, to no, I like, that. I like that. I'll like that. i use that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, what are some of the tools that you use outside of eBay uh, to do this tracking?
2: The, uh, I tell people a lot when I do a presentation, if you don't do anything, any, take advantage of any of the opportunities I had or any of the suggestions, the one thing that you absolutely have to do is get Google Analytics on your website. Mm-hmm. And Google Analytics tells you some of the things I was talking about earlier. How people got to your website. Where did they come from? What did they do? Google Analytics coined a phrase called bounce rate the percentage of people who come to your website and bounce off. They don't go to a second page. They only view that first page and they bounce right back to the the search that they came from or the website they came from or they close out your website. What pages are people exiting from? Are people going through your sales or your sign-up funnel and on the third page where you ask for a credit card number, do they always leave on that page? And then you're able to test different designs, different wording, different copy on those pages to improve the exit rate on those pages. So Google Analytics is every bit as good as most of the major analytics programs out there, with the exception of a Fortune 500 company that has a team of three or four people to do the analysis of, of the data that you're going to get. So if, if you're able to generate such a massive amount of data for free with Google Analytics, you really don't need to spend fifty dollars or $100,000 on one of these more expensive analytics programs. We, you know, we love Google Analytics from from that basic perspective.
4: Well, I love it, too, because it works on blogs as well as just traditional websites. Exactly. I like it better than some of the blogging analytics. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you had uh, mentioned your 10 golden rules. You were talking about number two, the Internet is not television. You have another one that I I really like, which is number four. If you build it, they won't just come. Can we talk a little bit about that one?
2: Sure. Basically, what killed a lot of the the dot bombs back in 1999 and 2000, they they built a lot of amazing, incredible websites, and they built some really great functionality, but they didn't have the wherewithal or the know-how to drive people to the site. So, you can't just put up a great website and expect people are going to drop by, with the one exception being natural search engine optimization. A properly optimized site is going to generate a lot of free traffic from Google and the other search engines. But you really have to use paid media, pay-per-click advertising, banner advertising, affiliate marketing is a fantastic way to get traffic to a website, word-of-mouth marketing and viral marketing. Web-optimized press releases is another great tactic that's working extremely well today. And so you've got to drive a lot of traffic to your website. You can't just build it and sit around and wait to make those Internet millions.
4: What are some of the ways that you're going to be talking about marketing that eBay store outside of eBay?
2: The 10 strategies really talk about Web 2.0 and some of the newest sites and strategies available for marketing. So we're going to talk about user-generated content websites. And first, strategically, the user-generated content sites are sites like MySpace and Facebook and LinkedIn and new sites like Twitter and Uvu and Seismic, And these are all sites that the sites themselves are created by the users. And so looking at it strategically, the difference between these sites and the sites that came in Web 1.0, 99 and 2000, is when you built a website in 1999, you had to build that website. You had to create all the copy, all the words, all the pictures. But with the new open architecture sites and sites like MySpace, essentially, the user creates their own space. They create a web page that reflects their tastes and their personal likes and dislikes. And then they, as soon as you create your MySpace page or your Facebook page, you probably email it to a bunch of friends and say, hey, check out my new space. And so the users not only create the pages, but they also promote them as well. And there's a whole new evolution that's been available. I mean, MySpace, from its early incarnation, was principally used by bands to create a space to play their music and to promote their shows and and a place for their fans to congregate around the space. And MySpace has evolved to, you know, a lot of restaurants and businesses are now creating MySpace pages for their audience to congregate. Facebook has Facebook groups where you can form a group around a common interest. As well, Facebook has the opportunity to create a Facebook page which is a business application, and LinkedIn is, it has beta testing a business page, so n- not only can your LinkedIn be for your person, but it can also be for your company. So that's just one of the, the ten strategies, user-generated content, so many of the things we're going to look at, and we're going to really explore the business applications of these things.
4: Yeah, there's so many new <laughs> opportunities out there for marketing. do think? Uh, Twitter, as you just mentioned, a lot of people aren't even using that yet. How can somebody keep up to date with those and figure out what it is that they need in their business versus just being an early adopter because it's cool?
2: I, I don't know. Should, should I tell everyone my two favorite secret strategies for staying on the leading edge? Oh, yes, please. There's probably three, but there's two I love, but I'll talk about all three. My absolute number one favorite way to stay on the, the, the bleeding edge, not just the leading edge, is listening to podcasts. And the beauty of podcasts for me is it allows me the, the ability to shift time to get more time in my day and time that I used to previously waste from a learning and excitement and a business standpoint is now amazingly exciting time where I have these aha moments, these incredible moments where I discover a new technology or I I discover an application for something that I didn't have a solution for before. And the way it works is like if I'm commuting and I live in Florida and when I I commute down to Miami, it's about a 45-minute or an hour commute. And I can listen to an audio show, an audio podcast, and I listen to people like Danny Sullivan, who does a show called The Daily Searchcast, and Danny is the absolute guru in our industry in search engine marketing. Or I listen to Shell Holtz and Neville Hobson; they have a show called For Immediate Release, and it's all about new media and PR. I listen to Joe Jaffe and Mitch Joel, who have shows on internet marketing. And I listened to Sean Collins, the host of the Affiliate Summit trade show. He's one of the biggest affiliate marketers in the world. And he has a show called That Affiliate Thing that he co-hosts with Lisa Piccarelli, who's the editor of Revenue Magazine, which is the big affiliate magazine. So the best people in the world are sharing some of the best leading-edge strategies and techniques on these half-an-hour, 45-minute radio shows that are Internet radio shows. You can download them to your iPod. You can burn them on a CD. You can listen to them on your computer. And they're all for free, and they're all available on iTunes or different podcatching websites. And so it's just this amazing way to get the latest information. And, for example, on our show, We've interviewed Craig Newmark, the founder of Craigslist. We've interviewed Steve Krug, who wrote the absolute best book on website design called Don't Make Me Think. We interviewed Matt Cutts and Avinash Kaushik, two people from Google. Uh, Matt's the search engine expert and uh, Avinash is the analytics expert. And so it's not just me sharing my two cents worth. I'm talking to some of the smartest people in the world I know about Internet marketing. Now, Some people prefer reading things online to listening. I'm particularly attached to auditory learning. But blogs, of course, would be the online equivalent of of podcasts, and we do a lot of a lot of the same content we cover in our podcast. We'd have on the Ten Golden Rules blog as well, so a lot of people prefer to use blogs and subscribe to blogs. So you basically get a digital download every time blog writer a, a blogger does a new blog post, and so you can get that and customize an iGoogle page or a My Yahoo page, and so when you open your web browser, you're going to see the blogs that you're most interested in. You're customizing the way that you take your news. So blogs or podcasts are both are two of the three, and then then the third one, the most amazing way I'm just getting cutting-edge stuff, is this site we talked about a little bit earlier called Twitter. That's T-W-I-T-T-E-R. And Twitter is called microblogging. The way it works is you send out a Twitter tweet, which is 140 characters or less. So you've got to be extremely concise with your message. And so a lot of people will send out a Twitter tweet when they do a new blog post or when they do a new podcast or when they discover something really amazing. The way Twitter works is that you follow people who have interesting tweets. So again, I'm following people who I consider to be very leading edge in my industry. I'm following Steve Rubell, who's one of the top bloggers in the world. He's a vice president at Edelman PR, and he covers the new media space. I'm following Robert Scoble, ex of MSN, and he's the most prominent video blogger in the world. And Scoble will send out a Twitter tweet and say, I'm at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, and Google and Microsoft are on the panel, and I'm streaming live with video and audio from the World Economic Forum, and he's got a link in his Twitter tweet. So it's just amazing what uh, I'm discovering on Twitter. I'm using it more to follow these incredible people than I am to actually promote my own stuff. But when I have a new podcast, I'll send out a link and several people will go over and listen to my new show because they uh, follow me in Twitter.
4: So podcasts and blogs and Twitter, do you have some favorite blogs that you follow?
2: Absolutely. You're
4: willing to share? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So um, my iGoogle is open now, and and I, I actually I take one extra step. Um, it sounds like you open your iGoogle first. I actually um, set my browser to open on Twitter, ah. and then I look at you know a page or so of Twitter tweets, and I see you know what Scoble talking about today, what's um, what's Rubel um, you know breaking out in, in breaking news in Twitter. I also get you know CNN breaking news and stuff like that. So I'll read a page or two of Twitter tweets, and, and generally, if there's big news, uh, one or two or three of these guys are, are going to cover it and comment on it. So you don't miss and not a single thing in breaking news when, when you check Twitter. And then I go over to iGoogle. So the first one I have set up, and I have sort of three columns in my iGoogle. Uh, the first column is, is some of the top marketing people I read. So Seth Godin has 11 best-selling books, and he's one of the main presenters as well at, at uh, eBay Live. So Seth's blog I read for sure. Micro Persuasion is uh, Steve Rubel, who I mentioned from Twitter, his blog. There's a guy named Rohith Bagarva, and I interviewed Rohith in my podcast, episode 23, but he's an absolute brilliant blogger, and his blog is called the Influential Marketing Blog. I read the Long Tail blog, Chris Anderson, who wrote the amazing book called Long Tail. And then in my center column, I have all search stuff because, of course, Search is so critical to everything that's happening today. So I read the official Google blog. I read Matt Cutts' blog. Matt Cutts is the Google engineer I talked about earlier. I read John Battelle's blog, and John Battelle wrote the book on search called uh, "Search," and it's, <laughs> it's the S E A R C H is like the Google letters. And then in my right-hand column, I've got a little bit other nichier stuff. I'm actually reading the Ten Golden Rules blog because we have, you know, everyone on our staff writes a blog once a week so I'm reading their blog posts and I'm actually learning from my team that if I didn't happen to get to the water cooler that day it's a great way to find out I'm reading Andy Cernovich's blog Chris Brogan's blog he's the founder of PodCamp so once you read some of these blogs you get, they're going to refer to other blogs and link to other blogs and you just add someone to your iGoogle when you do that
4: some great tips there and, and we love Seth we, use, we do a lot in our marketing on eBay so Seth rocks in our book yes in your uh, 10 golden rules that you're going to be talking about at eBay Live, is there any other uh, highlights that you want to share with us?
2: I'm going to talk about a lot of free tools. I'm going to talk about analytics. I'm going to talk about new sites that we've uncovered, like Compete.com. It's very good for comparing sites. It's a tool called SEO Quake, which is a toolbar that sits on your browser and lets you compare different measures, such as Google Page Rank, Alexa scores, number of pages indexed, it sits right on your browser. I'm going to talk about long-tail e-commerce. I mentioned the great book called Long Tail earlier and how the future of business is selling less of more. I'm going to talk about search engine marketing. You need to cover how to get free traffic to your website from Google and the other search engines. I'm going to talk about open architecture and widgets, widgets being uh, little applications that you can design and people can actually sit them right on their desktop. So if you had a news widget, for example, or maybe an eBay deals widget would be a good example for this audience you could get someone to set that right on their desktop, and they'd see your latest pricing or your latest deals as soon as they open their desktop. They wouldn't even have to go over to eBay to check out your store to see the, the deals or promotions that you had running. We're going to talk about the importance of building a list, and we're going, to, we're going to talk a little bit about Web 3.D, the three-dimensional web you talked about, Second Life, earlier, these exploding virtual worlds. And I mentioned this briefly earlier. There's a tactic today that's working absolutely like gangbusters and that's called web-optimized PR. And that's how to take a press release and optimize it for Google and the other search engines by adding two or three keyword phrases to a press release. You add those keyword phrases in the headline and the subheadline of the press release, add them to the first paragraph, the middle of the press release, and the bottom of the press release, so that Google sees those keywords as being very important on that press release. And then you add the press release to your website first, and then we send the press release out using PR Web. It only costs $80.00. And if you do all those things correctly and, and really well, you are going to generally get one or two of those phrases on the first page of Google. And the link is going to go to your website page. It is not going to go to PR Web. So that is why you have to add it to your website first. And Web Authorized PR is an absolutely killer tactic right now.
4: That is a great tip. I even wrote that one down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is hey. If I am teaching you something, I have obviously got something going on,
4: right? I, learning never stops. There's Isn't it so true? That. Very true. We had uh, quite a few great questions that came in from our audience for you. And the first one I thought was simple, but it's pretty profound. As eBayers tend to be entrepreneurs by accident, (laughs) they start selling stuff out of their house and all of a sudden figure out that they can make money and have a lot of fun and maybe create a business out of this. They tend to not for many of them, have business and marketing backgrounds and tend to get overwhelmed when, when we start talking about MySpace and you have to have a blog and you have to understand SEO. And, so where would you recommend that they start? What's the first primary thing? Shirley says, what would you recommend would be the first priority in marketing?
2: Well, I'll go back to sort of the basic things that I talked about on a recent interview on Fox Business. And if you want to see that, it's, it's on the homepage of our website, uh, 10goldenrules.com. Basic things is first, optimize your website for the search engines. And the simplest way to explain that is if you add lots of content to your website, adding the words and phrases that people would search looking for your products and services. So a really good guideline for that, Matt Cutts, again, who I mentioned, the Google engineer, said follow the apple a day method. And if you remember the old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, an apple a day keeps you your body healthy. On the website, if you add a page of content every day to your website, you're going to keep your website very healthy in the eyes of the search engines. So one of the easiest ways to do that is write an article or write a, a simple little tip or something like that. Constantly update, create a new page of content on your website, somewhere between 250 and 1,000 words. So that's the half of search engine marketing. The other half is you need to get other websites to link over to your website. But one of the great ways to do that is if you create great articles on a regular basis, people are going to link to your articles because you're giving away free content. and People are going to link to that and you're going to get links from other important, relevant websites. So the first piece is the search engine optimization, building the content and getting the links. The second thing is when they come to your website, you want to have something free on your website. It's what we call golden rule number three, create a UVP, a unique value proposition. And that's something free on the website that's going to generate a lead for you, but give something of real value to the person who's coming to your website. So if it's a consumer website, you might want to give them away a free trial of your product if, you, if that's available or give them a white paper, you know, like a brochure, an article, something for free talking all about your product, or service area. And you know, it could, be, it could be in the roofing business, but you could have an article, you know, here's the seven things to avoid when doing roof repairs. Or if you're in business to business, you could call it a white paper and give it a really high-value white paper all about your business area and maybe call it leading trends and technologies in, in your service area. So giving something away free, we call unique value proposition, that people also have to give you their first name, last name, and email at a very minimum. And also, when they ask for your white paper, give them a chance to say, hey, I'd like to receive more information on this subject area, which is a permission to receive your e-newsletter. And then that's sort of the third piece of the puzzle, this, again, simple, simple Internet marketing. Develop an e-newsletter, and when people come and opt in on your site, Send that out on a weekly basis or a monthly basis and stay top of mind with prospects because typically on the internet, people will not buy from you the first time they see your website. It often takes seven, eight, nine impacts on a person before they'll trust you and sort of build that two-way relationship with you. So if you send out really, really good articles, and they're starting to think, hey, these guys really are experts, and you send out testimonials from happy customers, and you send out interviews with experts in your field in the form of an e-newsletter or or some kind of tips series. You're telling people, hey, there's something really good going on here, and giving them a, a reminder every time to come back over to your site and make a purchase. So the first step is search optimizing your site for the free traffic. The second step is having something free available on your website when they come that people can sign up for and opt in for your e-newsletter. And then the third step is sending out that e-newsletter on a regular basis.
4: I think that's a really great tip. So- You would recommend, if they're just on eBay selling at this point, hopefully, fingers crossed, have an eBay store, that their next step would be to open a website before they start doing the blogging and skidooing and MySpace and things like that?
2: Well, it's going to depend a little bit on on how, you know, is it a company or is it an individual? A blog really is a website. And for a lot of people who are just starting, a lot of times I'll recommend try and buy a great domain name. ebayseller.com is not going to be available. But, you know, maybe you can find something slightly longer and slightly more descriptive, like antiquespoonstore.com, full of keyword phrases, and it's nice and descriptive. So own that domain. But you can actually create a blog that's free of charge at blogger.com or wordpress.com. That blog can point to your domain name. So it's so easy to do a blog. It's just as easy as sending an email that you'd write a title for the blog, and you write the body copy of the blog and press Publish, and then now you're publishing a website, and it's very easy, like I said, to to publish a blog tip, you know, three, four, five times a week, so you're adding that content to your website on a regular basis. So you can make a blog look, you know, pretty much like a website, and, uh, you know, it's the easiest way to get started with a simple website. Regularly add content, maybe do a web-optimized press release and build some links to your blog, and now you're off and running.
4: Once you have the now-you're-off-and-running part kind of under your, your belt, What are some of the specialty areas that you recommend people go into? Should they go after MySpace, Facebook? Should they be Twitter? What would be your next step?
2: My recommendation in in sort of, let's call that the social media or Web 2.0 area, is if you're getting a lot of invitations from friends to go into Facebook, or if you're getting a lot of people who are talking about Twitter in your group of friends or your group of business associates, Pick that one social media that seems to be most popular among your group of business associates or friends or followers.
4: You had mentioned oh, Web 2.0 and 3.0D and and all of these exciting things that are up and coming. But can we backtrack just a little bit and talk about branding? Because I know you're really good at that.
2: I think there's a new buzzword in internet marketing. is something called reputation management. And I think one of the interesting ways to approach branding on the internet is managing your online reputation. And a a simple example would be, if you Google 10 Golden Rules, you're going to see 10goldenrules.com. You're going to see a couple press releases that we've sent out. You're going to see the 10 Golden Rules blog. You're going to see the 10 Golden Rules podcast. You might see a Wikipedia page where we've talked about 10 Golden Rules. You're going to see a Squidoo page about 10 Golden Rules. And reputation management is about managing your brand and your, your product brands as proactively as you can on the Internet. And that's very valuable from a number of different perspectives. First of all, you're protecting your brand. If someone did say something negatively about your brand or about another brand spelled slightly differently than yours, but they spelt it wrong, if, if you already own that very important real estate, the first page of Google and the other search engines for your brand name and your product brand names, you're proactively protecting your space.
4: We got a great question in from Marlene, who's actually seen me speak before and raves about you. Um, she says, what are the three top things we should be doing to build an awareness of our brand?
2: I think I'm going to go back to some of the things I talked about earlier. You know, natural search engine optimization. There's 100 billion searches conducted every month now. 68% of them are conducted on Google or other sites that Google contributes the back-end algorithm to. So you want to get lots of word on your page against the, the target keyword phrases and, and obviously your brand name on your website and on your blog and, and on a you know Wikipedia page so that you get picked up in those searches. The second opportunity is, is those web-optimized press releases. I mean, what an amazing thing that you can, for $80, send out a press release and your website's going to come up on the first page of Google. Um, you know, not not every single time, not every single keyword phrase, but if you target two or three keyword phrases, there's a very high likelihood that one or two of those phrases are going to hit the first page of Google using that tactic. And, you know, I don't, I don't know of any other tactic today that works as well and as quickly, because normally search engine optimization takes two to three months for new content to get on the first page of Google, but because the press release is linked to by so many other media, it's very, very powerful. So those are a couple of the things that you
4: should do to build your brand. Great point. She goes on to ask if they're using a blog as part of the marketing strategy, which I'm very proud of them. They've got amazing blogs that they've recently started and are just doing amazing things. In fact, Marlene's uh, started doing um, her own podcasting, so. Oh right. Definitely heading down the right path. She says, "What are the best ways to get a loyal following, and how long will it take?" You know, the impatience of an entrepreneur.
2: <laughs> I'm going to quote Seth Godin. It's not really about how many. It's more about the who. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people want to get big numbers, like they want 3,000, 4,000 people listening to their podcast. But if you have, you know, 200 active bloggers listening to your podcast, and they're going to put a little ping on on their blog or their Twitter tweet about your podcast or your interview with a recognized expert in your industry, you you might be able to reach 30,000 people, because if 300 people have 100 followers, that's 30,000 people, so... You know, it's really about the who. If you've, if you've got a lot of those influencers and a lot of people who have a big following themselves, li- listening, read, listening to your podcast, reading your blog, that's going to be much more important than the how
4: many. On your website, you have a great video that talks about recession-proofing your business. And you've already mentioned a couple of those top ideas about maximizing your website, doing some SEO work, off, putting a free offer, which you call a UVP on your site, and things like that. Can you touch on a couple more of those points, because I think, especially right now, people, small business owners, are a little bit skittish (laughs) about what's going on, and I think you make some really valid points.
2: Let's talk about some of the more advanced ways of thinking about these things. One of the things that's really important is starting to understand your CPA or your cost per acquisition, measuring the cost to acquire a lead or measuring the cost to acquire a sale. So you want to look at, on your Google campaign, if you spend – $300 in a month, and you get 30 leads, that means it costs you $10 to get a lead on your Google campaign. And so what you can then do is go and test Yahoo and MSN and other opportunities to get a lead, and you're able to to find out, you know, does Yahoo cost $11 and Microsoft cost $9? Microsoft is a dollar less than Google on the cost per lead or the cost per sale. And once you know precisely to the penny how much it costs you to get a lead in the paid media... You're you're able to test different variables, different media, different offers in order to drive that number down. So um, it's all about the numbers, as I mentioned before. It's direct marketing, 101. You want to look at your cost per acquisition.
4: Another part that you mentioned during your recession proofing is uh, the e-newsletter. and. Uh, creating one initially, <laughs> and then actually building uh, that list and, and using that tool. eBay store owners have this as free. It's one of their benefits, yet many people don't use it as eBay store owners. What would you say to those people? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. <laughs>
2: yeah, what a great opportunity to. You know, the, a lot of things we talk about are things that you can do an effort once and it's going to pay value back in multiple different ways. So if you take the time to actually write an article, you know, write a how-to about collecting those antique silver spoons and, you know, you could post that article in in your eBay store. You could post a, you know, slightly different version of it in your blog and then you could craft it slightly differently and send it out as a web-optimized press release. So you know, where people say, well, it's so much work to do all these all these three things. No, you actually just took, you know, an idea that you have, one of your basic core ideas about collecting these antiques in this specialty area that you focus on, and you crafted a little article. Or even if you're not a writer, you, you know, you probably know someone who's a really verbose writer. Or you could even hire someone from a site like Elanth or guru.com, and they're freelance websites, and you can get people are rated. So you could hire a writer with really high ratings who has an expertise in your subject area. And you could just give them an outline like here's the three points I want to make in this article and say, write me an article that's um, you know, five, 600 words, write me a blog post that's 200 words, write me a Twitter tw- tweet that's you know, 140 characters, and turn this, this same concept into a web-optimized press release, including these two or three keyword phrases. And you know, that's relatively inexpensive, and you've just got an incredible amount of content that's going to work very hard for you across three or four different mediums.
4: I love you I use them all the time. We have people who are clearing out their garages on eBay who listen to this podcast, but we also have, you know, multimillion-dollar eBay sellers on this podcast as well. Can you talk a little bit more about the consulting, and at what stage would you recommend somebody contacting you to move their business to the next level?
2: What I'm personally looking for are companies that are a little bit of scale, and the Internet is an important environment for their business. Companies that actually sell products and services online or companies that are starting to see a lot of their customers and prospects doing research online. And the Internet is becoming a very important business environment for them. And they may know sort of kind of how to do some of these things, but you know they know that a professional firm would do a much better job managing their pay-per-click, doing their search engine optimization, and setting up their affiliate program. And then that's where, where our company is specialized. So typically, if you're spending 5, 10, 15, 20,000 dollars a month in online marketing, then it becomes cost-effective to get an expert in. For example, we did some work with a large tourism company, and they were spending 20,000 dollars a month on Google pay per click And actually relatively easily, we were able to get more leads than they were getting before. For half as much money, so we only spent $10,000 on pay per click. So they now had $10,000 more a month, which is more than enough to pay our fees and leave a lot of money on the table for additional marketing ventures. So typically, if you're spending a lot of money, then it becomes worthwhile to find an expert to help you do things more effectively.
4: That in between time that entrepreneurs go through from the starting out, you know, we're all the the funding goes on your credit cards and borrowing from mom and dad. <laughs> you know
2: <it> well. <laughs> <laughs> Which is
4: my favorite phase. But yeah. from that startup phase to what you're talking about, how can people manage and grow in that in-between time before they need or, or technically can afford those consultants to come in? What are some recommendations you have for that growth period where a lot of businesses fail because they don't have the big bucks to put into it yet?
2: So much great avail- information is available today that if you follow some of the advice that you and I both gave earlier about some of the top bloggers to read, some of the best podcasts to listen to, some of the, the Twitter tweeters to follow in that startup phase. So they're going to tell you way more than you need to know. And uh, it's just a matter of picking uh, what I call the low-hanging fruit, okay. picking a strategy or two that you think is going to have a really demonstrable impact on your business and be cost-effective for what what you're trying to accomplish. And doing a couple of those things really well and then doing a couple more really well and typically there's a learning curve, like the first time you set up a Google campaign, it's going to take a fair amount of time, but then after you, you get it up and get it running for a couple of weeks, it's not, it doesn't take the same amount of time to manage it. And then you can move on to, to maybe testing some landing pages or developing your e-newsletter. So in that startup period, just work smart, do things well, and then move on and do something else well.
4: You know, I'm sure that you have heard countless stories from entrepreneurs and have met uh, amazing people from starting up to multi-million dollars and have had incredible experiences with all of these people. In listening to the entire thread of their conversation, what is the one big common mistake that you see entrepreneurs making that you wish you could just push a button and fix <laughs> for all of them?
2: I'd sort of go back to very traditional theories on why businesses fail. And I think it's really true in everything I've seen. is Number one, they don't have enough capital. And num- number two, they don't have a plan. So capital, you just have to be very realistic about. You, you have to have enough money to, to carry you through that-, that development period, or you have to have a revenue model that's going to scale pretty quickly. But planning is so important. And I think too many people try to do too much. As I mentioned earlier, you should try and do things very, you know, do a few things well. not Not exceptionally well, but just don't be a perfectionist, but do something well. Get that Google campaign working well and tap into so much of this free expertise that's available, there, there's no reason why you can't get to the next level if you if you work smart and hard.
4: Now, with you being on the bleeding edge of everything, um, you just recently wrote about Clerk, which is you know a new bell and whistle on the horizon and do things starting to make the rounds for all the LinkedIn people. Do you have a favorite that you're kind of keeping your eye on that you think might be like the next big thing?
2: The one for me that would be um, potentially a, a bit of a breakout technology mm-hmm. is something called QIK, Q-I-K. And QIK is the ability to video stream from a phone, from a Nokia phone to the Internet. A lot of people now are not just you know feeding a picture to Flickr. They're actually Sending out a, a, a live video stream from conferences, from events. A bunch of people were streaming from the uh, Apple introduction of the new iPhone the other day.
4: That was cool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For me, that would be running a really hot one.
4: If you can only have one piece of technology with you, Deserted Island Concept, what would that be?
2: I think it, you know, it would be access to the Internet. I, I think I'm a laptop guy more than a cell phone guy and I'd, I'd want internet access on a laptop and and obviously power to run it.
4: Interesting, because so many people, you know, live and die on their phones, so it's nice to know that there's still some laptop people out there. Yeah,
2: but, you know, then, then you use Skype and you can, <laughs> so give me my <laughs> laptop and internet access and, and power. You know, it's so funny when we're at airports and everyone's just hovered around those two two or three plugs
4: in the airport. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I'm looking for in the concourse. <laughs> exactly. Now, again, you're going to be bringing your brand-new book to eBay Live called 10 Golden Rules for Internet Marketing. Um, it's a workbook. Can you fill us in a little bit about what we can expect once we – I'm sure all of the OSI rock stars are going to be the first in the eBay bookstore to buy these. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like?
2: What we've tried to do with the book is take some of the things that are a little bit theoretical, you know, like create a UVP, a unique value proposition, and then give a couple of really practical examples of things we've done, for example, for – Our first client is a client called Annie's Costumes, and it's a small costume store that actually closed, and the family would be out of business today if they didn't have so much success with their website that they're doing well in excess of five million billion a year in costume sales. So one of the things we did from day one is we created a UVP, or a unique value proposition, that was a contest on the site. And we gave away a flat-screen TV four years ago and then a PSP and and, and an iPod, like different prizes through the years that were very, very hot on the Internet, in exchange for just taking a little survey on our site. And that was what we call UVP, a unique value proposition, you know, giving something away free and asking people, hey, would you also like to get information about special offers and promotions? Well, I mean, here's a a teeny little website four and a half years ago that now has well in excess of 350,000 people subscribed to their e-newsletter list, subscribed to their specials and promotions offers. So we give really, really practical examples that small businesses can use, and they're going to yield you tremendous results over time.
4: That book will be available in the eBay bookstore at eBay Live. Um, For the people listening to this podcast who unfortunately may not be able to make it to eBay Live this year, how will they be able to purchase that workbook?
2: 10goldenrules.com.
4: And when will we see that up on the site?
2: Later this month, probably around around eBay time, 19th to 20th
4: of the month. Great. And we promise to let everybody listening know the second that that happens because I've got a feeling they're going to be sending their friends to eBay Live for multiple orders of your book. (laughs) Bring them back. (laughs) Is uh, Is there anything else that you wanted to tell our listeners about marketing? I
2: think I would say my friend Joe Jaffe wrote a great book called Join the Conversation. And I would say, you know, join the conversation. I would say do some of these things. Get, in, get in, engaged a little bit. If you like a blog, send a comment to the blog. If you like a podcast, call in to the podcast because it really enriches your learning experience And when you start engaging with some of these things. You know, really get engaged in some of these social medias and, and interactive because the learning becomes fairly explosive once you, you really... Join into one, some of these communities.
4: I think that's a great point. Well, Jay, we really appreciate your hour with us. I know you're really busy getting ready for eBay Live, your new book, everything else going on in your life. For people listening uh, who are going to eBay Live, definitely uh, get in line early for Jay because his room is going to fill up quickly. He's going to be at eBay Live on June 20th, which is Friday, uh, speaking at 10.30 a.m., so grab your coffee and get there early. The name of his show is going to be Web 2.0, Discover the Top 10 Online Strategies to Market Your Store, Yourself, and Your Company. Jay, thank you so much. We have Jan- learned an amazing amount, and thank you for sharing so much.
2: Janelle, it was my pleasure. This was a lot of fun.
4: Well, thank you Thank you, Ginje, so much. And we can't wait to see you in Chicago.
2: My pleasure. Bye-bye. Okay.
4: Bye-bye.
1: Big thank you to Janelle Elms and all the rock stars. It was amazing to eat, meet everybody uh, out in Chicago. Definitely check her out for eBay help and general online store and selling tips and personal branding. She is the best. Her She had a team of uh, photojournalists and uh, video journalists, and they interviewed me at, at eBay Live, and they were the big hit of the show, running around with flash bulbs and cameras and making a real big scene and really building that brand of the OSI rock stars of the show. So a lot we can all learn from Janelle Elms and her team. As always, we'll wrap the show up with a song. I heard this one recently on my iTunes just doing a rotation, a shuffle, while I was working, and it was recorded by Natalie Gelman, I met Natalie last summer at PodCamp Boston. She's a rising star in the Podsafe Music Network, where we all get great rights-free music for the podcast shows. She sings the Ten Golden Rules jingle we use at the end of the show. And she's going to be playing this summer at the New Media Expo Conference in Las Vegas. So don't miss her if you're out there. Here's Natalie Gelman with Never. Have a great week, everybody. Uh
0: So she's been told you can find her every night, crying yourself to sleep. Quiet on the edge of my
3: curls, I walk out, sheerless and